Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessing, saints. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. So have you been reflecting on that divine counsel thing? I think that we saw in the last episode out of Psalm 82. That really is foundational to understanding so much of what the Word of God talks about. Uh, We make uh, a mistake. Here's what we do as the body of Christ. We read things in the Scripture, and then we seek to superimpose our Western mindset or our society or our experience in our life upon it. Rather than receiving what the truth of the Word is, we seek to superimpose our society our ways of life up on it. And and that's totally wrong. What you must do is you must receive the word as it is written, particularly to the group that it was written to originally. Okay, That's the reason we spend time to understand the mindset of whoever it was that was uh, being written to, what was happening, the context of things. That's very, very important. And so when Jesus said this in John 10 to these religious rulers, they understood when he says, isn't it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. They understood what he was saying, that he was referring back to Psalm 82. And what Jesus was saying, just to sort of give a synopsis of everything, is that he knew that they were angry with him. He knew he'd already said, you're trying to kill me. For what good deed are you seeking to stone me now? Before, it was just a plan to kill him, and he knew about the plans. And when he said something about it, the masses thought he was crazy. They, remember? They said, nobody's trying to kill you, but it was true. Well, then we're at the point right now where they got the rocks in their hands. And he says, you know, you're trying to kill me. And the reason is they knew that he was equating himself with God. He had healed people on the Sabbath. That was bad enough, but now he's calling God his own father and making himself equal with with God. And now he's come along and remind them of the fact that God has other divine sons, other divine beings that are not human. They're Elohim, but they're not Yahweh. They're not angels. Okay? There's something else. They're divine and there's something else. And he reminds them of that. <coughs> and he's literally defending himself from that point of view, saying, you know, the scriptures teach this. And so when I'm saying this, I am. Yahweh. Now, the logic is this. If God has divine sons and these sons are divine, if God is my father, I am divine. Okay, that's the whole point behind this. And he says, the uh, the things that I do are evidence of that. The very deeds. Remember how he points to that at the end of the passage? We'll reread it here in a second from verses 34 through 38. He points to them and says, believe at least by the works. But I tell you what, folks, he really, really uh, just doubled down on some things. Let me go back here to verse 34, and we'll read through it. Jesus answered them, and he said this, Is it not written in your law? I said you are God. So we saw that coming out of Psalm 82, verse 35. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came. Now, what was that word of God that came? The word of God that came to them is that uh, because of what you've done, my judgment's coming upon you, and you're not going to be immortal anymore. You're going to die like humans. That's what Psalm 82 said. So if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, verse 36, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? Whoa. So in verse 36, Jesus is saying this this to him. 
you're saying to me, the one that the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you're saying to me that I'm blaspheming. And you're saying that I'm blaspheming because I say I am the Son of God when you yourself know that there are sons of gods. You see it in Job. You see it in several other portions in the Scripture, that actual phrase. Okay? And that's not just speaking of uh, the line of Seth, like some people say, or the Jewish leadership or angels. No, 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 no. These are divine beings. These are Elohim. Okay? Why are you saying that I'm blaspheming when I say I am a son of God, when I tell you that I am of the Father himself? Okay, that I am of him. Now watch this, verse 37, he continues on. If I'm not doing the works of my father, then do not believe me. Okay, don't, you don't have to believe me, but you see these works. If these works don't come from the father, then don't believe what I'm saying, that I come from the father. But, verse 38, and this is where he really uh, just uh, ups the ante on them. But if I do them, these works, even though you do not believe me, Believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Can you imagine? Oh, the mindset of these, these Jewish leaders. Jesus was not going to back off. He says, believe the works and then you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. And this right here has actually a great deal of Old Testament support. The being in, particularly when you see the phrase, uh, my name is in him. You'll see that like in Exodus 23. Uh, the 20th Psalm says, may the Lord answer you in the day of the trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. There's this idea that we are in God and God is in us. So they would have known this. Okay, They would have known exactly what he was saying. So what do you think their response was <laughs> after Jesus said all this? Verse 39, again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. He eluded them again. <coughs> Excuse me. And we see it's still that green season around here at the time we're doing this. <clears throat> I went out a while ago, and it's beautiful and everything, but boy, it's, uh, it's polony. He escaped them again. Why? It just wasn't his time again. How did he escape? We're never told. We've given little hints, which we've looked at before in various things. Now, look at the last three or four verses of this chapter. So he escaped their hands, verse 40. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Remember why John, the apostle, was writing this account. That we would believe that Jesus was the Son of God and by believing that we'd be saved. And the, the method that he used in writing was that he gave signs and he showed signs. That's what happened here. These people saw the signs. John the Baptist preached repentance but never gave any signs. But everything that John said about the one that was to come is being manifested in this man right here. And the people just sat there and said, you know what? This is the one that John was speaking of. We believed. And notice this, last verse. And many believed in him there. It wasn't just a few. Many believed because of the signs that they saw. 
Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for hanging out here during these times. I'll see you next time.